Shanta Rangaratnam lost her daughter, Amelia, to suicide in 2019. Amelia was a first-year student at Brock, and after her death, Shanta and friends and family started a campaign to raise awareness about youth suicide and to get families and kids talking about it. And it's called Project Plaid, and it has been on for the month of November and uh, with some special events coming up on Friday. She is raising money for Pathstone Mental Health. Hi, Shanta, and thanks for coming on the show. Hi, Janice. Thank you for having me. I really appreciate it. Can you tell me a little bit about Amelia? Oh, sure. I could tell you lots about her. Um, Amelia was very outgoing, uh, very, very outgoing, friendly, uh, very helpful, supportive of her friends and family, really great sense of humor, very sassy. Uh, she always had a quick wit and very helpful personality. Um, she was very responsible with work. You know, she never called in sick. She showed up. She got given all these extra tasks, even from the age of 15, you know, working at McDonald's, they had her as a trainer and had her in management training on the way. And, uh, and then she moved from there to winners and at winners, she was, you know, doing deposits and all this stuff at 16, 17 years of age. So she'd been given a lot of responsibility because that's the kind of person she was. Um, she has a lot of friends and, uh, basically just was a go-getter, you know, wanted her hand involved in everything she could. And at school, when she was at Sir Winston, she was part of every social club and was a captain of a lot of them. She, uh, you know, used to take the younger kids under her wing and just let them know that she was there for them and they'd never walk the halls alone and made them feel really welcome and like they were part of the school when they might not have. So she really was somebody that looked after others' well-being. And that's pretty much who she was in a nutshell. And she would do it with humor and grace and was just, just a lovable person, just somebody that you wanted to be around. I hear that so often and you read, read uh, so often that, that people who, and I think it seems to be especially in, in younger people who die by suicide is very, very hard to to see or have a sense that they're feeling that way because they often are the people who help. They do want to reach out. They are, you know, almost in mentor positions sometimes. They they seem happy. But suicide is the second leading cause of death in youth, so teenagers and and people in their early 20s. Uh, And uh, which is, you know, it's sort of hard to reconcile with the the way these kids like you know kids like Amelia Mm -hmm. the way they are in their in their life yeah it's the way they portray themselves and and that bright face and that smile and that being everything for everyone and I think in the end forgetting about your own needs and not really taking as good of care of yourself as you should have you know she wouldn't say no to her managers and so she worked her butt off but she loved her job so that wasn't even a question school she knew was important and she was working her butt off there too uh, and doing really well you know in a really tough program because she was at Goodman School of Business which is really tough and doing really well I mean I had professors come to me after at the funeral and say you know she was never in my class but we were looking forward to having her because we heard what a dynamic person she was and how great of an asset she was in all the classes that she took part in and it's just you know it just does it just at that point when you're so taxed with you know, spending all that time at school and work, and then you have an emotional upset. Well, where do you go? And what, where is that extra resource to support yourself and and to help yourself when you really 
have given it to everybody else, you know, and, and not necessarily reaching out to others. You know, she would talk to friends, but not once did she ever express that she was suicidal, not once. And, you know, the last time I saw her, she was very tired and I, it was just before it was just the beginning of February. We gotten together for my birthday, which was the end of January. And uh, I said to her, I said, honey, you, like, you look really tired. I said, you know, you don't have to work so hard. Why don't you work, you know, two days a week instead of five and just try to take some time for yourself, get that schoolwork done, get that sleep that looks like you need. And she just was like, oh, mother, you know, and then carried on. And then I find out after the fact from a lot of her friends what was going on and, and just that she was really sad. And but she had a plan, you know, she my her best friend said, you know, she was going to live in my attic and be my the aunt to my children and raise dogs. And like she had a plan. And that was just a few days prior. So it wasn't, you know, anything to worry about her. There were no flags that were thrown up that anybody could kind of go, well, I did, I should have noticed that, or I should have seen that. But again, she was just happy to go lucky outwardly and, and you just wouldn't know, you know, and it's just one of those things that uh, we wish, you know, if wishes were horses and all of that. And uh, we just can't save her. So we're just trying our best to save others at this point. Yeah. It's hard to reconcile, isn't it? Mm-hmm. They, they, uh, one in five children experience some sort of mental health, uh, issue, which mm-hmm. is the same across, I guess, the general population, but a very, very, very few of them. And I think it's somewhere around only 20% will actually reach out for help. And I think it's especially hard for kids mm-hmm. to talk about it at, with their, you know, with their friends for sure, because yeah. there's a whole peer and with, and with their parents. Yeah. It's true. And, and that's one of the things I spoke with Tom McConnell last week, and we talked about the fact that, you know, as adults of younger children, when those other, when their friends are around, you're their network now as well. You are not their parent, but you're an adult and they might rely on you a little bit more to, you know, they might open up to you more than their parents because you don't have that parental threat hanging over their heads. And so, you know, and Amelia did have a lot of adults in her life between managers and, and parents of her friends that she really, really looked up to and used as role models and mentored her. And so she did have that support. So, you know, there's no cookie cutter answer to what's going to help anyone. But I think, again, the conversation happening and people realizing it is okay to talk about it. And it's a valid feeling of being depressed or uh, needing more help and not knowing where to go or who to speak with. And I think having, um, just that conversation that maybe wasn't as prevalent in Amelia's life back then, maybe bringing it more to the forefront now with that age group, which all her friends are now like 21-ish, like she would be 21 this year, and a lot older as well. But I'm, you know, I'm, I'm hoping that by helping younger children learn to adapt, get skills, uh, you know, talk to people and realize that they can talk about it safely in a safe environment, and it's okay to not be okay there is a really big conversation that needs to happen with that. And we need to have that open with all children and have them know that you're nine. Guess what? It's okay to be depressed. Let's talk about it. Yeah. Especially what, with what's happened in the last 18 months, obviously. And the, um, you know, I've, I've spoken to some of the counselors at Pathstone and the off on at school and the start stop. And then the, the, especially using the social connection when they're younger, losing that social connection with their friends, they're either learning how to socialize or they're in, in, you know, early high school and they're just starting to deal with the boy girl thing kind of. Uh, So explain to me, 
with how did Project Plaid start? I mean, okay, let's go with this. Why is it called Project Plaid? So I'm sure everybody knows this by now, but uh, if they've seen anything on social media or in the news about Project Plaid is Amelia's signature trademark, I suppose, was plaid. I mean, mostly in the guise of pajama pants that she would wear to school all through high school and uh, and even through in university. And then at work, she would have plaid shirts. And and so uh, when her birthday was looming in 2019, her coworker reached out to me and said, hey, listen, when's her exact birthday? Because we'd all like to wear plaid in memory of her and just have kind of an Amelia day. And I said, wow, what a great idea, because I had already started the wheels turning with regards to fundraising and, and making awareness a real thing. And uh, when they reached out to me, I went, yeah, Project Plaid, that's pretty much what it is. In a nutshell, she was plaid. I mean, I have so much plaid stuff at home right now. Her bedding was plaid. Everything was plaid. Well, and you're wearing plaid. I am wearing plaid. I mean, it's kind of, I've kind of inherited it. At this I point. love plaid as well. Yeah. yeah it's very that says a lot. That says a lot about Amelia as a person that her friends and coworkers came to you and said, yeah. when is her birthday, which is at the end of uh, November. So it's coming yeah, the 27th up. 27th is the actual birthday. The yes. 27th. Mm-hmm. And that they wanted to celebrate her life in that way on her right. birthday. And to honor her. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, now it's also you're, you're raising funds for past own mental health, which as I said, is the children's mental health um, right. organization here. And they do an absolutely tremendous job. So can you tell me a little bit about plaid in November? Sure. Because no- November is now plaid month. We don't just yes, have plaid day. We have plaid it is. month. It's, it's turned into a whole month long um, adventure initiative. And so this year, I mean, it's grown a lot from the, the grassroots initiative. The first year was just a Facebook. Hey, we're raising funds for Pastone. Hey, guys. And we ended up raising almost $10,000. And then the following year, you know, with COVID, I was going to do an event the following year. And because of COVID, we couldn't. So I actually went to my neighbors and just handed out letters. We handed out about 250 letters just, and I I ran out, not even all my neighbors got them. And we still raised with another Facebook fundraiser as well. We still raised over 10,000 for last year. So the goal this year is 30,000 or more. And wow. uh, did, yeah, it's great. And we've been getting a lot of corporate sponsorships. So we do have, you know, Meridian stepped forward this year and said, how can we get involved? What can we do? So they are selling toques there that we started this year. So the toques are selling for $25 each and all proceeds go to Pastone. And then we also have um, the Ice Dogs will be doing a plaid night, which is going to be, you know, fundraising throughout the evening at the actual event, selling toques there as well. I'll be there. Um, cheering on the team as well as supporting Project Plaid and uh, just everybody who comes out. I'm really just looking forward to seeing them. And then Friday is going to be the big push where all the Meridian centers will have uh, all their staff's going to be wearing, um, or sorry, the banks, sorry, Meridian credit unions will be wearing the toques and plaid and uh, raising funds, getting donations and donating themselves. And the Meridian's going to match that. We have other businesses that have stepped forward, like Ballet, et cetera. I know Blue Hair Studio is getting involved. Um, oh my goodness, there's so many. Um, I can't even think right now. Bell stepped forward. But it's been really great to have people just stepping forward. And Beatty's in town is, is actually going to be supporting as well. And McDonald's, the, all the McDonald's in this, in well, I think there's like three or four stores that are participating because she worked at McDonald's and, um, and all her managers were like, yeah, we need to do something. And so they are all collecting and wearing plaid that day and, and supporting it. So it's become 
you know, on a corporate level, more getting people involved within the community, which is great. And then um, really it's, it's just getting that word out, getting the donations in and taking away that stigma on talking about mental health. I mean, ask me about mine. I'll tell you, it's not great. It's not a great story, but I'm open about it because I'm not just going to talk about it. Talk about talking about it. I'm actually going to talk about yeah. it. <laughs> yeah. You know what? It's what, it's why I do this show. Yeah. Because it's, I just, I, 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 I'm with you. If we don't talk about it, uh, you know, it's just going to be so pervasive and we're all going to hold it inside. And I think what you're doing, especially to reach out to children is, is really so important. Now the toque is black with this nice little strip of plaid on it. Or gray. <laughs> or gray. gray. I'm sorry. I've yeah. only seen the black or gray. Oh, I like that one. Gray with a I know I was going to bring on one it. to show to wear, but you know what? I, I bought a bunch of them and they're all gone. So I don't have well, we can't see you on radio anyway. So well, this is true. This is a good point. It's a good point. Well, um, people can also go to the Pathstone website and um, right. and and purchase a toque through there. That's right. And let's get everybody on to us. Uh, I'm sorry. Can you uh, November 27th? Did you say is Amelia's birthday? Her birthday is the 27th, but we're doing Plaid Friday. So what we're doing is we've turned Black Friday into Plaid Friday because it's the Friday closest to her birthday and it's going to be just everybody plaid we've got um, logos for people to put on their pages as their profile pictures we have frames for companies to be able to use so that they can um, you know let us know that they're supporting and donating and then we also have um just you know hashtag project plaid uh, both facebook and instagram will come to us and they can go to my page which is uh, project plaid on either facebook or instagram and they'll be able to click on the links to donate to buy a hat to just even reach out and just say hey and also importantly is to post their photos and tag hashtag project plaid with plaid shirts their toques there's I supported sticker, whatever it is. And we're just going to shine the light on the support that this community has rallied behind us. And it's just, it's just been so overwhelming this year. I mean, it's not, it's not just once a day, it's several times a day that I get people reaching out to me and say, Hey, I saw this, or I heard this, or I bought this, or I got my toque, or I donated. And it's just been, um, it's, it's what's getting me through. That's for sure. Yeah. I was actually, I was just thinking about about it and, and all of that support. And I was wondering if that was helping take some of the pain away because that yeah. loss will never go away. No, never, it's ever. It's going to go away. And her brother and I feel it. I'm sure her dad, or I know her dad does as well to our cores. And it's really shaken up our lives and our worlds, which have taken, you know, a huge turn for the worse. And we're getting through it the best we can. We're supporting each other and we're talking and um, just checking in. I check in on my son. Oh, Poor guy, probably several times a day. No, that's not true. <laughs> He's that's probably exactly. like, mom, leave me alone. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. <laughs> He's like, oh my goodness. No, but, uh, you know, get him, you know, we smile, we laugh, we have some good conversations and, and just really checking in and making sure you're present and available uh, has been a big thing. But yeah, definitely uh, it's been a big, huge change and it's coping and dealing and supporting. And if it wasn't for my friends, my family, my, oh my goodness, I work for the best company. I work for Accenture and the support like last year, they probably donated at least 10% between the, between the staff, the corporate funding and the mental health funding that we got through the company. And this year, you know, we're raising funds 
through work as well again. And um, it's just so much support. And these are the people I work with and most of whom I haven't even met in person because I started working there after COVID. And so they only know me through, you know, FaceTiming or, you know, teams and things like that. And, and they only know me through my story and they've reached out and, and they're joining me at the game. And I'm going to see some of them for the first time on the 25th, which is the ice dogs night, which I'm really excited about. And um, it's going to be really a kind of a cool barrier breaking down situation where not only do I get to meet these people that have actually supported me mentally over the last year and a half, because I've only been there. I, I, I wasn't working for the first year, but the last year and a half, um, they've supported me through all of it. Like if I'm having a rough day, I'll just say, Hey, can you take this over? And they take it over. And, you know, they've just been really, really amazing. And my managers have been extremely flexible and supportive. So, um, I've been lucky that way. And if it wasn't for all of that, I would be in a much worse place than I am now. And, and I actually do have good days and I do have, um, great moments and I do have memories that I can remember and laugh about and, and have cherished times in my day where I can think about good things. People are going to be tired of, of hearing me say this because there's, you know, you, you keep coming back with COVID and mental health to the silver lining while we've seen a massive increase in anxiety and right. depression and eating disorders in kids. I mean, it's just been horrible, but it has also brought such awareness mm -hmm. in that that is probably what has led to people at, at, at the office at your business reaching out to you when they've never even met you because everybody wants to connect on that level and, and support each other. And I think it's, it's absolutely amazing. My team member reached people... out and say, yeah, he reached out. He's like, I got my toque in the mail. I'm like, yay. <laughs> just, you know, just they're excited too, you know? And, and he goes, I'm yeah. going to go buy a plaid shirt. I don't have one yet. I'm going to go get one this week. And, you know, just the fact, and, and actually um, an interesting, another interesting fact is that the kids at the schools, who never even met her because she would have been out of school now. The grade 12s in school now would not have been in school with her. Yeah. And so they are still excited about Project Plaid. And I get parents messaging me all the time saying, oh my goodness, I just had to take my children shopping because they need to wear plaid for Friday. And, and like, they're like, it's a thing. It's not just, it's not just the people that knew Amelia and she knew a lot of people because, you know, well, she sounds like she was a wonderful, wonderful young woman. Dynamo for sure. And, and she touched people and, and, and made an impact. And so because of that, people get no people who knew her or no people who know people who knew her and they're getting the excitement, even just to be part of project plaid. And I think to be part of something bigger than themselves is teaching kids to, well, first of all, that the world is bigger than just them, especially at their age, you know, when you're teenagers, it's all about me. And they're starting to realize, well, wait a minute, what if there's kids out there who don't feel that way that they don't feel like they have any value and they're starting to get excited about the movement and that gets me excited because you know what started like I said as a grassroots project has now kind of taken over um, almost every aspect of my life at this point and probably the biggest difference that will be made is kids talking to kids that's huge right. if that's yeah. the end result I can tell you what that is major 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 it's midnight you're having a breakdown you've got a friend to call you know, yeah. talk to someone. Okay. So this coming Friday, everybody get their plaid on. Um, I think your idea plaid head to toe. I probably have plaid socks somewhere that I can find. <laughs> get your plaid on, take a photo, share it on Facebook, hashtag project plaid, and let's get out and help 
help raise some money for Project Plaid, but really importantly, let's get out and talk about it and talk about the issues that kids are facing these days and help them communicate and help their families and their parents understand how to communicate. Thanks, Shanta. Uh, I'm not sure I'll see you at the Ice Dogs game, but um, I'll be looking for photos. Oh, perfect. They'll be there, Janice. Thank you so much for your time. I really appreciate it. Kim Rossi is Director of Philanthropy at Pastone Foundation. Hi, Kim. Hi, how are you? I'm great. I just finished talking to Shanta about Project Plaid, and I know that uh, this year, Pastone's very, very involved in helping raise uh, the money for Project Plaid. And it's been grassroots for a couple of years, but they've raised $20,000 already. And I think the goal for this year is 30,000. And the project is about getting kids talking. And it seems to me this really goes well with your wellness walls that you have up in schools. Yeah, absolutely. Well, Project Plaid was initially, you know, uh, birthed by Shanta and, you know, they did raise uh, quite a bit of money for Pathstone in a very short amount of time. And this year, we just wanted to kind of put a more fulsome view on the project. So yes, it's about raising money for Pathstone and in any form that you want to do that, whether it's buying a toque or making a direct donation on the page, but it's also, yes, about talking about mental health. So we're saying put on a toque to show your plaid and let's get talking. And the wellness wall program this year, which really expanded because it's present in every single elementary school and high school across Niagara when it comes to the DSBN and NCDSB boards, does more than just talk about anxiety and depression and the typical uh, uh, afflictions that we talk about when it's in regards to a mental health struggle. We also talk about body positivity and supporting one another and being that person for someone, social media risks and responsibilities. We're really trying to give kids some skills and tools uh, for them to be stronger individuals, more equipped, more knowledgeable about mental health and wellness, um, as well as support their friends at school in what or, you know, their their day to day friends. Yeah, well, I know that you've seen a huge increase in the number of kids coming in with eating disorders. And I think that that's, you know, across the board at all youth mental health organizations um, at McMaster Children's uh, Hospital saw a 30% jump in kids coming in who had uh, attempted suicide and were quite ill. Uh, the length of time they were staying there was longer. And, you know, I've talked to uh, to uh, Angel Graham, a therapist at, at uh, Pastone a number of times over the last year, just to do, you know, a check on, check on where kids are. And uh, every time I talk to her, the, the mental health of children is declining more and more and more. So just, I know there's a whole bunch of places where people can go and donate to Project Plaid. So if you could just give me a rundown of those. Sure. Uh, well, the easiest way is to visit pathstonefoundation.ca and the Project Plaid pop-up comes right up to direct you to that particular page if that is what you wanted to support. Uh, we're raising money for Brief Services, which is a program that was hardest hit by the pandemic because what was happening is kids would go to walk-in clinic and re be referred for a little more support in the form of Brief, which is six sessions or less of mental health support. And so as a result, 
with our increase in clients of 35%, we of course saw an increase to brief, which actually was almost 200%. So if you wanted to support the brief services program, that's another way to go as well. Um, the annual fund right now is being assessed as most urgent needs. So we're looking at what's most urgent and directing annual fund gifts, which are not restricted to whichever program needs the most support. Um, so that's an, the most direct way to, to donate to Pathstone is take a look at what we're what we're doing from a project support standpoint and just make a donation that way. Uh, you could go to any Meridian location and purchase a project plaid toque up until close to the end of the month. Um, the Ice Dogs game on the 25th, which is a Thursday, will be plaid eve. So we'll be selling toques and taking donations for an I donated project plaid sticker on site that night. And of course, we have a lot of community partners that are doing their own in-house fundraisers and other campaigns uh, in support of project plaid on Friday, which is Black Friday or Plaid Friday in our case, November 26th. 